Hello and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing Revealed. My guest today is Dave King. He's a full-time online marketer who's based in Sunderland in the northeast of England here in the UK. Although he doesn't sound like he's from the northeast, so I'm going to have a have a chat with him about that in just a sec. He's been online for for quite some time now for the past 14 years, but He's recently had a breakthrough overall. He began an online journey into high-ticket affiliate marketing in January 2021, and that enabled him to quit his sales job. He's been involved in the sales industry for the past 26 years, but he quit his job in April 2021, and after just a few months, he then progressed from just being another affiliate marketer to creating and selling his own products, his own training, his own coaching. So he has had something of a six to seven month period. So I'm really looking forward to having a chat with him today and finding out exactly how he did it. So first of all, welcome to the show, Dave. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me on that. I've been looking forward to it. I really have. Yeah, me too. I've been following you quite closely over the the past few months, and uh, you've made some incredible progress over the past, well, I suppose coming up to 12 months now. And yeah. uh, I'm really keen to, to find out how you're doing it all. But first of all, I'm intrigued. You sound like you're from the London area. So out of all the places you could have chosen in the world, how did you end up in Sunderland? Um, I'm from, I was born in Essex, born, um, sort of bought up around North London, um, big Arsenal fan from me since, um, I, I went, basically cut a long story short, I went traveling, I went around Australia and for two years, I lived there and Thailand for about Thailand, Laos, Southeast Asia, come home late nineties, um, and I got itchy feet again. So I was working for a company in London that, um, was based in Newcastle, which is just up the road from here. Um, loved Newcastle. I was younger then, money on the hip then um, as well. And um, I fell in love with it. I, I just thought, this is great. I'm going to move up here. So I moved with my job, worked my way up to sort of head of sales within a short time um, in head office in Newcastle. Um, after a couple of years, I was thinking, I'm ready to... I don't know. I was missing my football too much. My family was down there at the time. Um, and I um, met a girl and um, we had my boy. Um, the apple of my eye. And I split up with his mum when he was about two, but there was no way I was ever leaving him. He, he's to this day, he's just turned 18 now. And he's the reason I've stayed up here for 21 years. Um, and that is what. And then I met a girl from Sunderland and married up and here i am still up here so you're never going to move back down south then you've planted it's so expensive but i, I do like the way I look. my dad i lost my mum last year so my dad they lived in spain he's moved here um so i've got him near i'm near me boy um so yeah like i say the only thing i miss about london is he's going to the arsenal but i still go away so i'll get all the northern games <laughs> yeah surely you're not missing it too much at the moment though given some of the results that they've been having recently i don't know 10 in a row 
we've won, we've not lost. So we're we're, we're turning the tide. I still um, not going to hold my breath. We'll get in Europe, but um, we'll see. We'll see. Like yourself, yeah. big Cardiff fan, you take the ups and downs. Yeah. So you've never <laughs> been tempted then to switch allegiances to, well, Sun, Sunderland, surely not, or or even Newcastle. Now they're the new money team in the Premier League. Absolutely not. If it was a choice of the two, which I never would, it'd be Sunderland over Newcastle. Tell us um, about your sales background then, because you said that you you left a sales career of, of some 26 years, which couldn't have been a, a decision that you took lightly. But was sales something that you you always wanted to do when you were younger, or was it just something that you fell into? Um, it wasn't what I wanted to do when I left school. I think I was um, I did fibrous plastering. We had all the royal jobs like Buckingham Palace, and we did all the enriched coolness. That went, they went bust in the recession, I think about 8990, show me age here. 89.90. Um, I then done a computer course, I think, and then I went traveling. And when I came, and when I was in Australia, I was selling sportswear, and I thought, blimey, I'm, I'm quite like this, it's quite a buzz. Um, I'm quite good at it. So when I come home, I was doing advertising space in Tottenham Court Road in London. And it was a game change. I mean, the, the, the commissions were huge at the time. We didn't have computers then. It was like 97, 98. Didn't have computers. All we had was a packed lunch, an apple, and a plastic phone. And we used to go through magazines. Um, and, you know, because it was Debrett's Wealth of Asia, Debrett's goes out to the magazine that goes out to the richest in the world. You know, I was picking up the phone to people like Paul Smith, asking for people like the Paul Smith. Like, Paul Smith's on the phone type thing. And it was like, wow. Um, you know, we're dealing with like the Versaces and, and things like that. But it was um, very stressful. But when you when you made the sales, it was, you know, they were, the, at the time, you'd have about two grand in your in your back pocket, which in that time was a lot of money. Um after a while, me and the girl, I met a girl in Australia who lived in London. So when she came back, I was with her a couple of years. Um, and we wanted to get a house. So I had to find something that was more with a basic wage, just so. And I saw an advert for travel um, in a call centre um, in, in Bromley, in uh, Kent or London. Um, and then I worked my way up there. I sold well there. I was in the top. Uh, 1% there, worked my way up supervisor and then head of flights. This went on till the late 90s, um, recession hit again. So I moved from travel job to travel job to travel job. Then eventually in 2000, I started working for Freedom Direct, which is based in Newcastle, but they had a London office. So like I said earlier, I worked my way up the ladder quick there. Um, eventually, um, I turning Sunderland office round at the time and then he asked me to take over head of sales at Newcastle the main office and then I was head of sales there for 10 years and where I did the, the part that I loved the most was the sales training people and coaching um so I've all that that was always my calling I think um I love love coaching I just you know when I'm doing it now I just seeing people get results is like me getting results I've always had that buzz of the sales. Um, Freedom Direct went um, under in with many companies in 90, 2009. 
I tried gas and electric, hated it, hated every second of it. Then I went work, home working for myself in travel. The money was brilliant. Worked for Love Holidays. Um, and then Magic Breaks, which is Disney in the last couple of years, which I, I wasn't keen on. Um, and then I just got the stage. Um, Thomas Cook went bust. Um, so I got out of travel and went into waste disposal. It was only something to pay the bills to get me over COVID. Um, my missus was starting her own new business as a microbladist, which she's doing well at now. Um, so I thought I can't do this for the rest of my life. I lost my mum last year, last August. Uh, and it was a real eye opener for me. Um, in, in terms of I've got to do something with my life now. I'm 15 this year. And I just thought I can't do this for the rest of my life. I'm, with all the skills over the last 14 years, um, I've, I've accumulated, make mistakes on treat as a hobby. I needed to take action and high ticket affiliate marketing always caught me eye. So I threw myself and invested in a program. Um, wasn't the best program, but I, I went, went all out while I was doing my nine to five, studied it. I had a good idea of social media marketing. I done, I do websites. I've stopped doing it now. I don't get the time, but I do websites for local companies as well um and i just threw myself into it really learning i was making sales pretty quick so you you kind of had this turning point then that you thought right i've done sales now for 26 years i need to do something different because you don't want to be working for somebody else for the rest of your life so was that the high ticket affiliate marketing then was that the f the first thing that you you got into or had you had some experiences in online marketing uh, prior to that. Yeah. Um, I started off way back in 2000. I remember I wrote an ebook. Um, some bloke, um, we didn't have Facebook or that then, um, I wrote an ebook. It was about 2002, actually. I think that was my first go. Then I left it. Then I went from Amazon. Then I went to affiliate market with Amazon, made nothing. I think I made uh, 34 sense once but i think that was my mum that bought it um then i went for you name it book flipping um i did counter shopify stores but i found with the shopify stores i love setting them up the creative side of it but got bored when i'd set them up thought it's not what i want to do so i was having the shiny object syndrome it was on average about every three months i just i've come up with this concept in 2018 me and my missus set up a um, a, a dress um, dress shop called Curvy Bell, and um, that went really well. And I did she did the modelling for the dresses. It was like vintage dress dresses, and we we made six k in our first month. We didn't make six k. We turned over six k, but the profits were just so low, and I just couldn't be. It was the posting of things. It was the admin. It was people sending things back. It was, and I just thought, we both thought, I can't be doing with this. It's got to be something better. So I kept trying, kept trying. Um, never really touched on affiliate marketing, but then really studied it. Um, um, I then set up another Shopify site. Uh, best friend um, is a gay lad. Um, he wanted to do this thing called Rainbow Rags. Um, I designed all the T-shirts. were flying off the shelves i did the whole website um and it was brilliant we was getting on radio interview he was i i was sort of in the background 
obviously I'm I'm married to a lady, so I, it was sort of his. Um, I couldn't really get that on social media, you know. It was like someone who talking football when they don't know nothing about football, you know. Um, so I was sort of in the background that and didn't want to get involved. Um, but the profits, once you took all the Shopify fees out, once you took everything out, we're making that all this work for about three to five dollars per sale, even if they like multi-bought. So I sort of handed it back to him. I, I said, just keep the profits. You don't have to pay anything if you do make anything. He's now doing that on his own. Um, and that is the turning point for me. I've do, I, I do all my wife's social media. Um, I do ads for her, even though I don't do ads um, in my business, because for my business, I don't touch ads, organic only. Um, so it was, it was from there that I wanted something high ticket, I wanted something that um, at the time that I could just concentrate on helping people and pass it to someone else, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So even when you were doing the the, the T-shirts with uh, Shopify, it sounds like you were enjoying it. You were enjoying the creative side of it, but perhaps not so much that the actual running of the business, then the the setting everything up and posting things out, dealing with all the returns, all of the stuff that people who are selling these Shopify courses don't really tell you about until you you actually you actually get involved with it print on demand especially because there's it's just no profit in it for me yeah so you um then took your first tentative steps into affiliate marketing or or high ticket affiliate marketing when you first started going through some of the material and understanding how all of that worked. I mean, how did that feel then? Did you think, yeah, this is what I'm meant to be doing? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, I think the big thing with me, I know it's very cliche, but it was, I, I admire anyone that goes out there, especially online and goes and makes something of themselves. If I, my experience and with my passion, if I could go out there and help them, I know it's what I want to do. And then I sort of had affiliate marketing is really, um, especially the high tickets. I'm not, you're, you're more au the low ticket is, um, is, is a lot of coaching in it as an affiliate marketer. Um, so I enjoyed that. I love, love, love content writing. I love it. Um, I love getting my view out there, giving value. And I found it was a part I was good at. The sales part obviously come natural. Um, so my conversion was very good on the, on the people that I bought on board. Um, and um, chat messaging, I wasn't that good at at first. Um, but when I did decide to get my own offer, I invested in um, what he's known as the godfather of of chat message, which is Miles Stutz, who is a, a phenomenal coach. And I've learned with the, what I had before, I wanted to give my clients the best of the best training, which they're getting now. Um, and, and and that really improved my chat messaging. The method what we use now is just second to none. And you'll find a lot of the um, coaches out there use his method. I've, I've sort of found out, but that's how that's how I got to it. So every part of it, I loved. I love the one platform. I don't use any other platform. That's a lie. I use YouTube for doing my Facebook videos. So I, it's an easy link to sell uh, to send out free training with. Yeah. So just to go back to the, the the chat messaging there. So when you're doing the the chats then are you 
are you doing those chats live or have you set up some kind of chat bot to, to handle things automatically or how, how are you doing that? The chat messaging, the chat messaging approach, you mean, that I, that I use. Um, what the concept is, I mean, at, in in twenty end of 2021, um, the, the market, especially with COVID, has become so much more sophisticated. Three, four years ago, talking to people who was in it then, you could go on, they go, hi, how's you? How's your business? I see you're in affiliate market. We're both entrepreneurs. Um, what's your goals for the next six months? Now, that worked then because it was, you know, it was not many people were doing, especially the organic side because it was just being born um, in terms of groups and things like that. You, um, it's, it's a bit of a, a grey area with some people are content only and some are, are cold outreach in this industry, as you well know. Um, I'm a big believer that you have to have an equal balance of both. But the way you deal with chat messaging now and the way I've been taught that works for me is you go in, you be human and you build intimacy and show that you care before you even put any links out there. Anyone comes on and spams with a link straight away, even in my own, when I'm doing my own outreach, they get blocked, basically. I know that's harsh. Bitcoiners, and sorry to any Bitcoiners, they, you know, they just don't help my business. And I do find that they never want to hear about you. So, um, but in terms of um, building intimacy, getting to know someone on a two date system is what we use, um, and then taking them through, if you feel you can help them to a to it, sort of 15 minute call, qualify them, see if it's a fit for both onto a sales call. Okay, so that's uh, that's an interesting approach there. I, I like what you say there about uh, the, the Bitcoin spammers because I, I've spoken to other marketers who say they try to still befriend these people and try to perhaps educate them on the right way of doing things rather than just binning them off. Personally, I'm more inclined to do what you do because there aren't enough hours in the day. <laughs> if if somebody uh, is going to spam me, then then they're gone, and I'll uh, spend my time on, on somebody else. But you talk there about building that uh, intimacy with somebody when you're speaking to to them for the first time. So, what sort of approach do you take then when you have uh, an initial conversation with somebody? And are you doing the same thing? for an incoming conversation as you would for a conversation that you're doing the outreach for yeah absolutely it's it's the same concept you want you know what i tell my clients is, is treat them like you're having a cup of coffee with them or you know you, you just meet them face to face you wouldn't walk up to someone meet them at coffee shake their hand and go i've got this business look at it look at it you know nor would you go, um, yeah, sit down. Do you want sugar in your in your tea? Um, so how long have you been doing your business? How you know, um how, what what is it you do? What are your goals in the next six months? They'd be like, um, just going to the toilet and probably disappear. It's it's about treating people like humans. The trust factor for me since COVID, because uh, this sector is such low barrier to entry. Um and I know I've read it and other marketers have spoken to me about it, that people um, were furloughed, they lost their jobs. So they thought they'd come in, they were buying courses for like $200, $300 and selling them for two grand with no coaching experience, no nothing. These poor people were buying them, 
not getting responses and getting their fingers burnt. So that is why the sophistication I personally think has come in. That is why people are more wary of you. You know, the amount of people you chat to now are in affiliate marketing who have one word answers, you know, probably not going to make it an affiliate market if you can't have a conversation, but you can't blame some of them because they're on that back foot straight away. They've had three in a row. What are you doing? Do you want to do this? Do you want to come and see what I'm doing? Here's my link. You know, you do not. You never, ever, even if you ask them to come into your Facebook group, which I'm a big believer in Facebook groups, you do not just say to them, here's my Facebook group. Do yourself a favour. Add yourself to theirs first to show courtesy. Do yourself a favour and say, I've got this group. I would love to have you aboard. Um, can I send you the link? If not, totally cool. That is not spamming. That is helping people. And when they're pushing things on you, you're going to get the buyer defence mechanism in their head it's just the alarm the amygdala it's called it's in the middle of your head i did a post on it that's the only reason i know it's like your siren i'm being sold to so that is why we have this approach and it works efficiently we find the right people obviously that's massively important the avatar research i think probably the biggest pain people have uh i think that it is a problem that we do have in uh, in the organic affiliate marketing industry in that there does seem to be an increasing number of people now who are in affiliate marketing, more specifically high ticket affiliate marketing. And they all seem to be going after the same pool of potential customers for all of the bluster out there that you're fishing in a in a blue ocean. It does seem very red or a lot of marketers approach does seem to be very red. So what would your first sort of few exchanges be with somebody then that can help differentiate you from the rest of the the marketing industry who are trying to, you know, get that same customer that perhaps you've identified would be a good fit for, for the program or your coaching? So, I mean, they all tend to go for the same avatar. Um, when, when, when I do my um, avatar research it all comes from that um you've got to make sure first of all it's someone that you resonate with would i go for a coffee with them i know i keep bringing up the coffee thing but it's a two date system that we use coffee and then if you get a, come on to a second date chat them again it's like taking them someone for dinner where you get a no i'm a bit you've got a bit more intimacy so you've got to make sure you resonate with them you've got to have a fee you've always got to have that feeling it's something we teach in debt that can I help this person? Um, are they um, are they a Happy Tuesday brigade? Are they a copy? Um, go on to Google, find uh, best quote of the day, and then just post that constantly because they won't be making any money. Um, you don't need people like that. You've got to think of your algorithm as well. You don't need people not going to engage and, and things like that. So we dig deep into geographically where they are. Um, we dig deep into what stage they're at, you know. Everybody, everybody's um, going to show you how to make seven figures. Um, everybody's going to show you how to get a 10K a month, and they've been doing it a month themselves. Um, so, you you know, which can work in your favour because they obviously do need educating. Um, you do get a lot of feedback. A lot of people are put off when you get someone approach you and say, um, 
hi, uh, you're an affiliate marketing. Um, I'd love you to check out what I'm doing. Would you take a look straight away? So, you you know, I go, yeah, yeah, let me have a look at what you're doing. And then I go back with, just curious, Not I'm not being pedantic here or anything. Um, does this approach work for you? If you had a better way, and a lot, cut a long story short, if you had a better way of approaching people and got more results, would you try it? So a lot of people disregard that straight away. Okay, if they just come on and put nothing and just spam, they're gone. But there are some people that do need educating on that. So you can take it from the first start of the conversation. So if they approach you with that, the way that um, what is so important is that you do your due diligence with before you even think of adding these people. Okay, so you do your research on the profile, you study the profile, you do your due diligence. So you take an actual interest in their posts or what they've going on. You get a feel for them. At the end of the day, you're entering their world. Okay, so you want to come in as a human, as a friend. Um, so doing your due diligence, you, what I tend to do is find a post that I like and I agree with and make a comment on it. So when you get a messenger, um, just like I say, I love what you said about lead generation on your post. You know, that is brilliant. Totally agree um, with the bit about um, building intimacy or whatever they've put. Did you come up with this yourself? So compliment. And they're, they're like, he actually cares about me. He, he actually read what I'm about instead of going, are you in affiliate market? When it's splattered all over my um, thing, I'm high ticket affiliate marketing. I mean, so many yeah. people do that. So, or, or ask you, where, where are you from? When, yeah, where am I from? Obviously, when you, yeah. you know, you've just checked into a restaurant, which has got the address yeah. splattered all over it. Exactly. Where, where, where are you from? Yeah. Uh, it's it's un unbelievable that these people are getting taught this. I feel sorry for them because they're all this rehashed crap that was, was working three or four, like I said earlier, working three or four years ago. People are still using it. And more worryingly, people are still teaching this. Yeah. Yeah, there is a there is a lot of rehashed information going on because I think people just automatically think that this is this is easy, right? You just do a few posts, add a few people as friends, regardless of who they are, send them a message, ask them if they're involved in online marketing, send them your link and they're going to become a customer. But there is, you know, there is a lot more to it than that because there are so many people doing this now. You need to be able to do something which positions you above these hordes of other marketers and to actually demonstrate some credibility, some authority, and that you're actually getting some results, not just for yourself, but you're actually in a position where you're helping other people, not just saying you're helping people make $10,000 a month. I've said it numerous times in posts that everybody's helping, but nobody's making any money. And I think that is true for a large percentage of uh, the online marketing industry or, or the organic online marketing industry as uh, as it is at the moment. So when you're approaching somebody, then you're doing the outreach now, you're, uh, are you sending them uh, a message after they've accepted your friend request? Or are you waiting for them to send you a message first, and then you respond accordingly? How, how do you approach mm -hmm. that? I never, ever, ever, I never recommend um, messaging someone until they've accepted you again um it's for me it's like they're coming in your house without knocking um that's just how it feels to me 
it's all about being human and, and what you do online is what you do offline. So I, I know, you know, a lot of people say go in straight away. As soon as I had you as a friend, get in there and get chat. And I don't do that. Cause I've got, I like to see what they're about first. I like a conflab and genuinely show that I am interested in what they're doing. You know, I've, you know, I'm a big believer in this. I said a lot of posts, you must, must, must in any being a salesman for so many years, detach yourself from the trophy, detach yourself from, I've got to make money. I've got to make money. If you can attach yourself to solving a problem, your life as a marketer, um, certainly in any form of affiliate market is going to become a lot easier because it will just come to you. People have this knack of knowing he wants to sell me. Uh, but if you have, if you be obsessed with helping them and caring, it's a diff, it's a game changer in your business. I did a post on it, I think, a couple of days ago, and so many people agree with me. It, it's, it, you know yourself, you, you, you know, if you, you don't sell to people anymore, you, you diagnose, you're a problem solver. And that's, if you can look at yourself like that, um, you, you are going to be more successful. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, one thing, just to, to go on from that, where you say about the, the diagnosing the problems there. So you're having a, a conversation with somebody or you're trying to have a conversation with somebody in the messenger. You're try, trying to establish where they're at currently in their business. But the usual defense mechanism for affiliate marketers who have got programs to sell is that they're just going to automatically tell you that everything is is fine and dandy. You know, they're, they're helping you make $10,000 a month, even though they wait in to make their first $1,000 sale. So when you're going through the, the process there, how do you try to overcome those obstacles then and, and encourage these people who you're talking to to actually open up and tell you the truth so that you're, you're in a position where you can help them and, and move them forward? Transition. Um, the system we're using that Chris and I coach um, is that, the first five or six um, to and fro's are literally just finding out about them. Okay. There's a difference between building intimacy and rapport, rapport people. So you shouldn't be wasting your time with rapport. Just get in there. People haven't got time. You should because it's built on trust and honesty. So, you know, I, sometimes I do, if, they, if they've reached out and you can tell they're sort of, yeah, I need some help. I will then go into the second date straight away and say, look, I can help you then. Is it lead gen you're struggling with? Yeah, it is. Okay, well, I've got some, there's something I used to suffer, suffer with, struggle with. I've got some training on it. If you're happy to jump on a 10, 15 minute call, uh, it won't be a sales call, be no money on the table on that call. I'm happy to point you in the right direction um, and I will send you some free training with it because I've got training set up that I've done over the time that I've recorded. Um, if we don't get that far, I always stop before it gets two friends only. I'm aware of their being busy, me being busy. Um, so I said, I've got to go, I've got to call, or, you know, I've always got something to do. Um, and then I approach them. It gives me a chance to look at what they're doing. Um, so if they're putting on some decent posts, but they're getting no, I mean, engagement, not Happy Tuesday, love it, um, you know, a girl I know that they've put on a, a bottle of wine and put um I haven't had a drink now for a year or whatever it was. So she was really proud of herself and showing her vulnerabilities. And then you know one of the bottle guy come along. Brilliant post. I'm having a bottle of wine as well. 
obviously didn't read it. You know what I mean? So it weren't a bot, but so it's it's all down to reading what they're doing. So you get a feel from. And then I might go back with so hi, how's you doing? How's um thought I'd touch base with you. At this stage, I'd love to I could you get a feel they'd be great in my group. So don't just let anyone in my group. I'll get I want to add people that could take value from what I'm doing and add value to my group. It's not just about me. Um so um I love what you've got going on. Um, I've just noted your, you know, this is an example. I've just noted your 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 content is really good, to be fair, but you're not getting the engagement I thought uh about. You know, call me if I'm being totally out of order here, but you know, it's something that I used to struggle with, and I can help you. Then you go into offering the help. You're not saying, right, join my group, you know, you're offering them, you're not telling them you're giving an open question totally cool if not you know make it easier for them to say no and if you can do that it they don't feel pressured the buyer defense doesn't kick in they don't feel pressured and so many people that say like you said then yeah it's going fab i've got my mentor and yeah i'm really making pulling up trees um so you're on your third day um but yeah it's 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 approaching with, the, with, with, with trying to help them. They might just do the one-word answers. Um, you get that a lot. And all I send there is, look, I know you're busy. Um, I'm totally not here to pitch to you, okay? Um, it's not my style. This is what I put. Not my style. If you if you want me to get your inbox, I'll happily do so. But I, in this industry, we, we just connect with each other. Some are support, some are prospects. So I'll just tell you where I am. And then they suddenly open up to you. It's remarkable how Johnny One Word turns into no probs dude and tells you about their nan in Australia and things like that. So it's the way you come across. And if you're honest, that is one thing. Honesty, trust, intimacy. If you can build that without being spammy, you know, you could say to them, have you got a group? No. Um, um, have you thought about getting groups? They're massively powerful for me. And I'm a big, especially with the way Facebook are going in the next five years. Zuckerberg was an engagement freak, basically. He wants engagement to put his ads out there. So the groups are going to become bigger and bigger within Facebook. I don't know what's going to happen with Meta, but it doesn't seem to change that much. Um, so, yeah, just say to him, well, I've got a group. I think you'll get some really good value. And I'd love people like you on board. Um, I can send you the link if you want. If not, it's not a problem. So see the way, again, you deliver it. Instead of going, I've got a group. Do you want to join it? Here's a link. They'd be like, oh, you know, here we go again. Thought you weren't going to be like this. So it's all about doing it properly. And this is what we we go through in two modules. There's two actual modules uh, in my program because I'm a big, the philosophy of it, the mindset of it um, is what I got taught as well. So it is uh, it is powerful if you get it right. Yeah, it sounds it as well. I, I, I like that approach, actually, because it's a little bit more of a, a softer approach overall in that you're, you've identified that there's an area of struggle, but you're not directly calling them out on it and telling them that they're doing things wrong. It, it's a bit more of a softer approach just to let them know that things could be a bit better and you've got uh, the solution for that. Uh, and I think 
if you're approaching it that way, then they're going to drop their guard a little and they're going to be a bit more receptive to, at the very least, having a conversation with you, which could lead to a, a sales call and and potentially them being a customer. So, uh, yeah, I, I do like that approach because I, I know there are lots of ways on how people approach the messaging. Some are, are more direct than others. And I think it's it's about finding that something that, that works for you. Works for you, yeah. Um, you've got to take in consideration the market being a lot more sophisticated, a lot more clued up nowadays. You know, I used to have the, the direct approach. I've tried it. Didn't work for me. I was literally, as COVID went on, I literally found people were starting to ghost me more. They're more likely to ghost you with a with more direct. They'll think about it and thought, it's just, I've had another one who's just done the same. So they're, they're more likely to ghost you. And then they'll go back, oh, you know, there's that Davies. I can have a chat with him, you know. So for me, it works. I'm not calling it out. It works for some people. Um, but that's that's really what I teach pe people, anyone doing my offer. Um, it's worked for me. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, perhaps with the whole COVID scenario, with more people coming online looking for an alternative, perhaps they've had some difficulties at work or there's been some rumblings that there, there may be job losses or, or furloughs and things like that. Surely over the past 12 months, a lot more people have come into online marketing in, in some aspect because they're looking for that alternative in case the worst happens. So you would think that perhaps they would be more receptive to a more direct conversation because there's a level of urgency there that wasn't there pre-COVID, but you're not finding that's the case. They're, they're still looking for a more conversational approach. Yeah, I think when you look at people who have never done anything like this, they've seen an ad on you, uh, ad come up and, you know, make 10K a month. And um, when they're used to, like I used to be, I used to just, I've got two Facebook, one's my private one, which I very rarely, I only go in there for me football, to be honest and keep in contact with my southern friends. I don't really go in there much, but they're used to down the pub swigging beer. They're used to women in the corner of the pub pouting, you know, oh, I'm at the hospital for attention. Or the only people that DM it is their mums, their friends, where are we going to meet? So, And all of a sudden, you start getting, hi, how are you? This random bloke from um, Austin, Texas, going, hi, how's things with you? And you're like, who the hell are you? You know, where'd you get me from? Oh, he's a spammer. You hear about it, you hear about it. Once you get in my, I'm going to delete him just in case there's a link he'll put on and my computer will blow up. You know, so I think from that side of it, when I first started coming in, suddenly you put anything about on your profile, you get swarmed with it. So you're in that, in the world of affiliate market, where you do have to network, you do have to talk to people. But these people who, who have not done anything, have just used Facebook to, to go on their football group or have a look at eyebrows and things like that, they're not used to complete strangers pitching at them. So it is, yeah, it's, it's like when you used to go to Tenerife in the old days and all the timeshare people used to drag you literally into the houses. You were like, Jesus, what's this all about? Because you weren't used to it. You weren't used to it. And I think that's why when they have a few doing that, of course, they're going to be on their defensive. So when they get into affiliate market, you know it's going to happen. 
but you know they're going to sell to you still. And I think that's that's my opinion on 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 why that is. That's actually a good explanation because I think if you've been involved in online marketing for for quite some time now, like you and I have been involved overall in some aspect for for well over a decade, and you just take all this stuff for granted. You don't really approach social media like a a normal person would. You've always got your your marketing head on, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's easy to forget sometimes that there the vast majority of people don't have that experience and that mindset when they come into social media. What I'd like to, to talk a little bit about now, just to move on, is how you made that transition then from being an affiliate marketer who is having some success with uh, selling through Messenger, getting people onto sales calls. How did you then move on then to creating your own offers, your own products and becoming more of a, a marketing coach rather than an affiliate marketer? Um, it started when the program that I was with, um, I'm not going to name the names, um, put their price up ridiculously for the value that people get. And I stopped believing in it. They then um, cut the commissions right down to, they put it up to nearly 5k and I didn't, as a salesperson, I with anything online, offline with sales, you've got to really believe in what you're selling. That is totally no-brainer for me, anyway. Um, so, I, I, you know, I was thinking, what do I do? Do I go and join another program? Do I? I was ready to invest again, and I spoke to a, a, a lad that um, used to give me. Um, sort of mindset stroke sales coaching to do with mindset. And he, and he did the same a couple of years ago. And uh, he said, why are you looking for, he said, with you, with your content, with the way you approach things, with your success, why don't you have your own offer? And you can help people to do it. And you can make more money when you bring people yourself into the course. Uh, and it wasn't about the money. It was just about the fact that if I'm an affiliate market, I still feel like I'm working for someone at that point. The real, I turned 50 by then, and the real calling for me was, I really love to do the coaching online. I enjoy the sales calls. Um, I love giving a bit of coaching. So I sort of set myself, uh, I put it out there um, to people, obviously being doing coaching, but with my experience in sales, motivating skills, uh, mindset, and investing then in one of the, the best coaches for what I wanted to do is, especially with chat, avatar, um, and, and building a business, predictable business. So um, I decided to invest in him, and I was going to sort of give it a month, so I wanted it, I didn't want to overload it with videos. I'm not about that. I'm about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, so... I got a platform and I started doing the videos and then someone approached me, my first client through the content I'd written. And I thought, wow, this is brilliant. So they come on board and she was a blesser. She was, she's done fab. She's got a first sale within three weeks, second sale within eight weeks, um, not done high ticket affiliate marketing before. Um, and she, you know, she was great, a coach. I couldn't have asked for a better person to start. Yeah. Then I, someone else approached me. Then, 
And I really was only looking for really one person in the first month. If that, because I was happy at GCI, I'd put money aside to get this going. And then within another month, I suddenly had five, six, seven. And then I started and growing from there with my content, with my chat messaging, still doing videos to this day. I'm still upgrading them every time I'm learning or I've found something new. Um, it was just someone gave me the, why do you want to go and do it for someone else? You, you keep telling me you love coaching. Why can't you do it yourself? All right, you'll get sneers at people. He hasn't made 50 grand a year yet. I know how to sell high ticket for commissions. I know how to coach people and, and, and get them into close calls. My conversion's good on that. I can write content. Um, and I really wanted to get them there more than I wanted to get myself there at times. So it was my calling. I'm a big believer in, in what you give out, you get back. I do give, um, there's, a, there's a, I can't remember who um, the quote was from. Always give someone more value than they pay you for. And that always stuck in my mind. And I do, I give over value, but I do believe it's paying me back now. Um, so it's the best jump I ever did. It was a massive bungee jump straight out of my comfort zone, but that's what got me to where I was at Philip Marketing. And if you're not prepared to do that in anything, you're never going to, nothing happens in that comfort zone. I learned that in the last year. I really did. But so I just dived in. I, I did my study. I did my coaching. I did mindset coaching. And then I'm now starting to get customers coming in regularly. So that are serious about um, starting a, a sustainable, um, predictable results business. Just to go back a sec to your your first steps into coaching, how did you successfully differentiate yourself then from the numerous other, well, they're just affiliates, they're, they're high ticket affiliates, but they say that they're a coach. So how were you able to position yourself in a way that made you stood out as an actual coach so you were able to get those first few coaching clients in rather than them going off and just choosing one of these other one of these other numerous affiliates out there who are masquerading themselves as as a coach um i, th I think by then my content um and my group were gathering um i built my tribe i built a lot of people that loved what i was doing genuinely um, and the first couple of people approached me. I said, look, this is what I've got planned. I want to do it different in the way that the support factor from speaking to many people, and I, I think you'll agree, many other affiliates, that a lot of programs don't have support. There's, you know, the big names, certainly. Until you upgrade, upgrade to about 10 grand, they don't want to hear you. So I wanted that one-off payment. I didn't want it too high. It's obviously in beta now. Um, I don't want it too high. Um, I wanted to give one-on-one -on -one coaching and I wanted a process. Now, I laid down what I, what I wanted to do to the people um, that I'd built trust with already. And I think it was building, it's all about building that trust. So um, when Kerry was build, bringing people in, my first student, um, 
she was doing it of the, of the same ilk. She she was going out of being, you know, being trusting, building intimacy, which was good for me as well. So I am choosy who I work with. This is why you do build intimacy on chat on a triage call before you go into an hour uh, clarity um, strategy call, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it, it's not about, for example, I had an old couple that um, have been following for me for a while and they've been asking me things on chat. So I, 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 I said, do you want to jump on a call? Um, they were nearly 80, um, husband and wife. And they said to me, we really want to do what you're doing. Everyone keeps saying you're going to make money online. So I was, I was saying, okay, so have you got a Facebook account? Oh, no. Can you explain this Facebook to you? I said, I'll stop you there. I'd dearly love to help, but there's no way I can help you. you you're just not ready for this. Um, you know, if you want to do something online, um, I don't know what I said, actually, because there's, there's nothing, that, you know, if you can't, don't know what Facebook is. I said, look, it, it is quite, you have to not be techie, but you really do need to know what facebook is it's a massive part of the of the whole web okay so they were they were lovely and said oh thank you for being honest in that but i can bet your bottom dollar someone would have bit their hand off for for whatever few grand they were selling it for and that worries me and i wanted to be different from that i wanted to find people and really find that solution for them if i couldn't help them i would point them in the right direction and i think if i stick to my morals on that and I will only take people on board who I can 100% help, who want to take action, who, who who are obsessed with helping, not selling, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it is very refreshing to see an honest, high-ticket affiliate, high-ticket marketing coach, you know, who has those morals and isn't just going to try to, to sell every single customer or potential customer who comes their way. I think it is about finding the right solution for the right person and not just being so desperate for the sale, just so you can take that nice income screenshot and post it on your social media. And down the line, I've got to coach these people as well. And I don't want them to put in a position of, well, I'm not learning anything here because you're not taking action and you're not, you're not you haven't you know a lot of people get it in their head if they do something like if they join a gym psychologically they'll think right i've joined that gym i'm not going but i've joined the gym so their mind their subconscious tells you well, you've joined the gym that's good start losing weight it's the same with this i've taken that step and not do anything you know even now i've had people do two percent of the course not done anything not gone in training not took action um and they wonder why they're not doing anything. So you've got to make sure that they're coachable as well. You've, and this is the things I look for. Are you coachable? Are you going to take action? Are you, you know, are you clear on what you're doing here? Otherwise, you know, you'll get people trying to do chargebacks and things like that. Where Stripe are pretty good on that lately. If you can prove they've they've had the offer of coaching, they're not going to give you the money. People, you know, people have got businesses to run. I know I'm harsh and truthful about it. But they're not just going to go. Oh, I've done it for three months. They could just be recording all your all your hard work, and then just try and do a chargeback. But luckily, I, I tend to only take Stripe because the support you get off Stripe. Um, so yeah, it is. Um, you've got to think you've got to coach these people. But 
if you stick to the honestly factor, show your vulnerabilities, massive thing. People want to see you human. Whether you're a coach, whether you're an affiliate, whether you're a CEO of a company, show you human. Um, people resonate with you more. Yeah, that's some good advice as well, uh, especially that you do have to treat this like a business and you have to be wary that, yeah, it's it's all well and good taking a, a sale of several thousand dollars from from somebody but that's not where it ends that's just the beginning you've actually then gotta gotta try to work with these people as well and uh, help them get the results that that they were initially promised so it sounds like you have had something of a, a whirlwind year overall but what are your plans then for the next uh, 12 months or so Right, I've got uh, we've got some big things happening because what I'm doing, I'm taking the academy, the Philip Market uh, BizOps Academy, up a level. I am going to be um, offering workshops on just the chat messenger if people are not ready um, or, or just suffering, struggling with that aspect, content writing and sales. So they will be more of a low ticket um, for people that are not. My eye will always be on the coaching. I'm going to be doing two higher ticket programs. Um, one is going to be a, I haven't named them yet, a platinum one for people who really want to scale up and run a professional business with pretty much round the clock, one-on-one -on -one support with me. So there's the gold package, which has got um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one Zoom coaching, two lives a week. That is going to be what is now the gold package. And then I'm going to do a mid-ticket one. So we're moving through, but all of these are going to have a process. I'll be launching these in January. Um, I then, one thing I do promote in my program, which I know there's gurus out there who, who don't let people close sales calls. They'd rather keep the affiliates and do it themselves. A lot of the customers, I always talk with them, have got aspirations and goals beyond affiliate marketing. You know, they love it and love it and love it, but they get the stage and think, why am I that good? Or I love coaching. Why don't I try it if they're in, you know, they've got to have some success first. So I eventually want a back-end product. This will always be my sort of baby, as it was. I, I want to do a back-end problem but to help people through the journey of going coaching themselves. I don't, I'm not bothered if they don't sell my packages. Uh, you know, it's more of a coach-coaching thing. So if they're doing health and wellness, or anything like that. I, I'd like to show people the method that I use that has worked for me. Um, so that's the whole thing of this is sustainability on a business, the opportunity to earn some passive income, and the fact that I want to show them every aspect. If you're going to run your own coaching business, you need to know how to talk to people on the phone. You need to know how to use organic messaging. Eventually, when they... Um, do want to scale up to 50k plus whatever um then look at doing paid ads um paid ads is great if you've got the money and you and you know what you're doing and i mean really know what you're doing i must stress that if you're joining programs and they're telling you um this really annoys me going with this they're telling you um yeah all you've got to do is put five bucks a day on this just put people that like affiliate marketing and put it out there as an ad Okay, you are going to get your fingers burnt. You're going to spend hundreds. I know so many people that have got their just losing money. They're stressed. They've, they haven't just got a, 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 a bleeding wound. They've got like half their head chopped off with pain because they are caning so much money. 
So stay away from ads if you don't know what you're doing. When you're in that position, you can then get someone to do it for you. You can start delegating. So, you know, ads aren't a bad thing, but you've got to know what you're doing. You've got to scale that. You know yourself. You need about a grand to scale and find out what is your right ad. So please, 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 people, be careful when you're doing paid ads with people that make you plastic promises. Yeah, that is some sage advice there. So if anybody wants to try to avoid having a, a life-threatening neck wound when it comes to uh, rogue advertising methods, where is the best place for them to get in contact with you? Um, with me, DM is all uh, my Facebook's always messenger's always open. Um, my page is DK BizOps, I think it is. I can't remember off the top of my head because I just send links. Um, and Dave at Affiliate Marketing BizOps Academy. Uh, sorry, it's just Dave at Affiliate Marketing BizOps, B-I-Z-Ops.com. Um, but you'll always find me on Facebook. Feel free to join my group as well. You get loads of tips. David's in there. Um, and, yeah, like yourself, David, over the years, me and you have chatted a lot sort of over the journey. And, you know, don't just go for prospects. It's, it's great to meet people like David. You'll get people support you and you'll learn off other people too. So don't disregard everyone if if then you don't think they're a fit for you. So, um, but, yeah, we've had some... Uh, some good chaps, some about football, some about stakes. You tend to find all the best steak houses. <laughs> yeah, that's a full-time job in itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for joining me on the episode uh, today, Dave. I'll also put a link to all of your resources in the show notes as well, so people will have easy access to them if they want to get in touch with you. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolute pleasure, We've my friend. had a, a really good chat on all things organic marketing, especially the the messenger side of things as well, which I know so many people get disastrously wrong. So hopefully they've got uh, something out of uh, today's uh, call with regards to that. So I think we'll, we'll end things there. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, you're going to be getting up to over the next 12 months, because your content is always, uh, is always spot on as well. And I'm sure you're going to keep everybody updated along the way. So thank you once again, and I'll chat with you very thank soon. Thank you for having me on, Dave, and thanks, everyone, for watching. Uh, been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Please visit internetmarketingreveal.com and davidwalker.net for more free content. If you need a domain name for your business, visit domainsreveal.com, where you'll find more than 1,000 premium domains. And finally, please rate and review this podcast. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>